What's up, everybody? You're not listening to Real Talk and Hip Hop, the podcast. I'm your host, Sam Buckland, a.k.a. Buck Jackson. Along with me, I've got Mark Cadden. What's good? So how you guys doing? Glad you're all listening. Uh, just to give you a little rundown of what we're going to be doing here on the show, um, I always used to do this little college radio show called Real Talk and Hip Hop. I always had a lot of guests on, and we always had people saying, you know, it'd be cool if you guys did a podcast, that way people could listen whenever. It'd be really cool if we weren't always just live streaming, because a lot of people miss out on a Wednesday night from 8 to 9, you know? Everyone's got jobs, everyone's right. studying. I missed out a lot, unfortunately. I always wanted to listen, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I couldn't. Exactly. So, um... I listen to the people because I love the people. Without the people... We are servants of the people. Yeah, exactly. We're powerless without the people. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So here we are, doing our thing. And um, every show, we're about to, you know, feature some local artists. We hail from Erie, Pennsylvania. So we got all types of things going on. We don't really have anybody major yet that's, like, made it out of Erie, Pennsylvania. But that's where we're stepping in. We're trying to take things to the next level. Got a lot of people around the area with a lot of talent, a lot of... Potential, a lot of potential, all that good stuff. So, uh, Mark, why don't we talk about what you do? All right. So, as my boy said here, he he always had the idea, or people gave him the idea, start a podcast. You know, do this shit, do interviews off the cuff, get a podcast rolling. He said to me one day, because I have a podcast, that's where I come in. He's like, man, it'd be cool if we did a podcast. Me and you have these debates all the time. Regardless, let's just get that shit on air. And so I said, damn, cool, man. I have a podcast. I got experience in that world. I know how to get that shit on iTunes. I know how to do all the behind-the-scenes editing, what have you. I was like, so this, this is a perfect match. Highly crucial, all very, that stuff. Very crucial. Yeah. This shit wouldn't sound good. It would it would suck without the, the behind-the-scenes work. Everyone knows this, though. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I do. I do a podcast with my other friend. We just talk about dumb shit. It's called The Third Mic uh, it's kind of fallen off, so this is good for me because I love this podcast shit, and I just am glad to be back on a good one that I actually am like very interested in talking about. Real talk and hip-hop. Right here with Buck Jackson and Mark Cadden. So um, we're going to go ahead and kick it off. We got a few topics lined up for you. We don't have any guests on tonight, but you know, be sure to tune in, in the next few episodes. We're going to have some hot guests on. They're going to be doing some freestyles. This- this you know. is uh, this is more so an introduction. We're getting we're letting you get to know us, and we are you know we, there's we have an interesting perspective. We're two let's be real. We're two suburban white kids. Right? We're we're really white, and we're very <laughs> suburban. And we're it's really like, white talking about hip hop. We gotta get you like why would I want to listen to these white motherfuckers? This is like the warm up. And so it's like here's why we have very interesting debates that you will see. We're gonna talk about a few here. In a little bit, we have very, in my opinion, I'm biased, good taste in hip hop. As far as, I mean, you could say good taste, you could say bad taste, but like we have an ear for it. I feel like you know, like we actually getting not just involved in listening to the music, but actually like almost partaking in the culture. Um, you know, from going to concerts to. Tweeting out like songs by everybody that we listen to to like exposing to people the new artists that I mean, are quite, underground still. Quite frankly, some of the people we hang out with, 
You yeah. know what I mean? We all hang out with rappers. Aren't suburban. Don't white act kids. like you don't know anybody that doesn't have a SoundCloud that you aren't like in immediate contact with or doesn't live on the same block as you. Like everyone knows somebody. Your with fucking a SoundCloud. neighbor probably has a SoundCloud. I you bet. probably have a SoundCloud. You probably have a SoundCloud and you're listening to this show thinking, damn, like hopefully I can get my SoundCloud link on this podcast one Listen. Day. So that's why we're here. Listen, we got a Twitter. Alright? You know this. It's official. So, if you want to get on the show, you shoot us a DM. DMs are open. <laughs> if, we, DM. if we particularly fuck with you, we'll get back to you. And that's how that goes. Perfectly said. So, you know. But like I said, we have a few topics we're trying to get into tonight. Uh, we're going to make it quick and brief, but like it's also going to be some real shit. We're going to get into it. Yeah, let's get to the topics. What's so, topic one, Mike? What do we Topic got? one, all right. Now, this is something... Both these topics here are sparked by our, a recent a- adventure, mm-hmm. if you will, that, that me and my, my friend Sam here, Buck, went on. Absolutely. Um, so, topic one. Now, this is this is for some OGs, which is unfortunate, but I'll get into that. Is Wu-Tang Clan still forever? Now, this... I, I, got, an, I got an interesting opinion on this. Think before you speak. Think for a second. Is Wu-Tang forever? All right, go for it, Is Wu-Tang forever. Now, okay. To us and our generation and people that really respect hip-hop as an art form and as a cultural impact, we'll say to you probably, yes, Wu-Tang's forever. They've made such an impact. They've done so much. They're never going away. Do you know what I mean? Never. But that's our generation. That's the generation above us, the one above them, sort of. The generation below us, you know, some kids, they get it. Some kids don't. Some kids in that generation, they don't fuck with Wu-Tang. They don't even know who they are. Do you know what I mean? So when it is down to them to carry the load of being the ones who need to have the influence in the culture and in the hip-hop scene and what who is listening to, you know, who is deemed cool, when it's them that are on stage, per se, and it's our time to retire... Will Wu-Tang still be forever? Will they have fallen off because no one in that generation knows who they are? Do you know what I mean? Like, let me ask you. Like, right. this. Do you care if I tie in here? Oh, go ahead. All right, so here we go. I absolutely believe that Wu-Tang is going to be forever. It's forever now. It's been forever since it started in 93, 94. Um, and I don't think it's ever going to go away. And here's why. Yes, they are not as popular as they always have been. However, you still cannot take away their existing discographies and everything that they've done for hip-hop as a culture. So recently this summer, I was so lucky to see them in New York City. The whole whole entire Wu-Tang Clan, everybody was there except for ODB, you know, RIP. RIP ODB. But I digress. It was... Just like one of the most raw hip hop experiences I ever seen, because as you're like watching these guys upstage, like are on stage, you can sit back and say, "Damn!" Like even if there's all these new wave artists that aren't inspired by them, the new collectives, yeah, it they all are, like got the basis of their idea to like get money and to hustle through hip hop and to like tell stories in their own unique way from Wu Tang Clan. Like, I know there were a lot of other rappers, like, coming around at the same time as Wu-Tang Clan, but they easily were the most influential, like, at the time. And even if their music's not always as popular, 
there still is such a huge catalog of different Wu-Tang Clan like albums and singles and solo projects and collaborations that like if you are into hip-hop you're gonna end up finding them and those projects are gonna come across your lap one way or another or if you're into modern day top 40 bullshit you'll hear it being mocked <laughs> on the radio. Oh, absolutely. Shout out to that one song. It's like shimmy shimmy yeah, shimmy ya, shimmy ya. Yeah. Drink, swallow, la la. Whatever. That totally fucking st- song. Yeah, ODB. Stole shimmy shimmy ya. Whatever. Uh, kind of pissed off. Uh, regardless. So, now, this is Spark because, like I said, we saw Ghostface Killer. We had the opportunity to see Ghostface Killer in concert. Like he said, this dude, oh, yeah. this dude, I'm jealous as shit, saw the whole crew on stage and that's awesome i didn't get to experience that but i saw ghostface at least let let me take you back even a little bit more here so we saw ghostface killer for five dollars a ticket (laughs) right and we saw it canal side in buffalo so it's new york you know it's still the motherland of where you know wu-tang clan it's not shaolin but it's you know close enough and it was a raw experience you know when tickets are going for five dollars a piece you get a little bit less typical crowd at a hip hop concert, that's how I, I was going to say. In Buffalo. I was going to talk about the crowd, and that was a point to, of mine of why I think Wu Tang eventually, God forbid, will kind of fade out because the crowd at this concert was ninety percent, and you can't even really argue. Like nine, the, the, this is the sample size I saw of maybe fifty people. Ninety percent of these people were thirty-five and up, African American dudes the demographic for the Wu-Tang Clan. We being a millennial 20 to 25 year old age range. That's debatable though. There was not a lot of us there, man. But we didn't really, in all fairness, we didn't sit there and <coughs> survey the whole entire lay of the land. No, but like we what were, I said. We were easily in a hot zone for, you know, more diehard Wu-Tang Clan fans, which I would expect would be people at least over the age of 24, you know? For sure. got some years under their belt. But, I mean, you make a good point. No, I think the impact of Wu-Tang Clan will be forever because, like I said, even if through mockery or stealing, you will still see elements of what they've done, no matter what. Because they've been that impactful. But them, as far as, like, people listening to their music and giving a shit about them, I don't know, man. I think, like I said to you a little bit ago, off mic... I think people, kids of the next generation who are going to spearhead the, you know, the influence in hip-hop are going to look at Odd Future the same way people in the generation above us looked at Wu-Tang Clan. They're going to look at other collectives. They're going to go for other shit like that. I see what you mean, but like at the same time, no new collective or any other collective that... Shout out Brockhampton, by the way. That's my favorite collective right now. Yeah, whatever. But, like, about (laughs) collectives and, like, newer collectives, none of them have gone about it the same way that Wu-Tang Clan went about it. No, they they started it. They they were the... They revolutionized it. No doubt. Yeah. Like, for sure. And that's what I mean. Like, so... But, like, the thing is, it's like... I don't know. Like you can sit there and compare it to Hollywood, but as far as like, like, Tupac, like ga- gangster like, Hollywood movies of like, all. Let been me ask you, but here's here's the thing to think about. They're not the about. same. You're right. Here's the thing to think about. So Tupac and Biggie, cultural icons. People still fuck with their music and listen to it in the generation below us. I hear 15 year old kids playing "Hit 'Em Up" and "Juicy" all the time. Yeah. 
I rarely hear them playing Wu-Tang Clan. But that's because it's more... It's more of like this whole underground, I really want to understand hip-hop idea. Do you think that's whereas, almost like... Whereas with like this whole Tupac and Biggie thing, like let's be real, they were... A hundred percent more pop. Oh yeah, than Wu Tang. I mean, like even though, like, like at the end of the day, we all want to say, you know, they were real MCs. They were still way more. Well, pop. They, they were. Let's not get that. Yeah, way more commercially successful. Or I mean, you can't even really measure it like that. But like at the end of the day, you know what I mean? They were more. They were pop icons. Culture. They were cultural icons. Exactly. For sure, I get that. But that's why I think it's very fair to say something like Tupac is forever, Biggie's forever, than like Wu Tang's forever. Because that's what I think it means is like, and like Wu Tang is for the kids, right? That's another thing they say. Yeah, it's for the kids of the '90s and '80s. It's not really for the kids of the 2010s, 2000s. Like that's my main argument. I see what you're saying, but I'm still gonna stick with my ground and say that Wu Tang is always gonna be forever because like the lessons that they like taught and like the different like stories that they talk about and the different lyrical formations that they use. That shit's always going to be forever. Bro, now, like, people hear me out here. Don't think I'm a Wu-Tang hater. Because I'm one of the biggest Wu-Tang fans that I know. (laughs) I'm getting a fucking Wu-Tang tattoo. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not... There's no debate whether or not I love Wu-Tang Clan. And like I said, for me, they are forever. I'm just trying to look at it unbiasedly, and it's annoying. And I, I don't wish... You know, this new age of hip-hop, it's a huge divisive topic. People are like, you know, Lil Uzi, Lil Yachty, Lil Pump, all these, Lil Peep, whoever the fuck, like all these guys, (laughs) like, like who are these people, you know what I'm saying? I don't really fuck with them. Maybe a song here and there, Mm. but overall, I'd rather listen to guys who are influenced by people like Wu-Tang Clan, which are J. Cole, Kendrick, uh, you know, Joey Badass, people like that. You know what I mean? Flap, yeah. ASAP. Like, yeah. Just Pretty people, much any New York rapper nowadays. People that you're clearly influenced and respect hip-hop as a culture and as a an art form and aren't just looking at it as a wave to hop on to earn some money or some shit because they, hurt, they get a beat and they think their voices and their yah uh, ad-libs sound nice. Do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. But I'm just going to leave it at this. Nobody, even though there's been a lot of mockeries, nobody has ever completely, I'd say, like, mimicked or captured the exact vibe you get when you listen to, like, a Ghostface Killer song or even, like, new Raekwon. Like, he <coughs> dropped an album, I think, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah, and the like, Jungle these, one. Yeah, yeah, dude, these dudes are still capturing vibes that nobody else is mimicking, and they're still just, like, bringing this whole, like that Wu-Tang classic sound to the hip-hop scene and they're right. always going to be doing that. Right. Like, and they've been dropping albums forever. Like, we just saw Ghostface Killer. He's still touring. Like, RZA is still writing stuff. Granted, Fucking... touring for five bucks a ticket, but yeah. touring. <laughs> <laughs> in, but either in way. New York, you know, like, but, we're still seeing here, it. <laughs> here's the thing that I want to, like, talk about for a second. All right. Is, like, there's a, there's a correlation here. And is it a coincidence or do you think it's something more than that? That the best MCs you know, uh, as far as uh, society's concerned, like people who like, oh, Kendrick, whoever, you know, whoever. They all come from a specific type of background. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Of having nothing, seeing hip-hop as a means to escape nothing, but also tell their story of which no one else is listening to unless it's through song. 
No one's listening to their fucking story if they go give a TED talk or something. If they're not known. Do you know what well, I mean? I mean? Like some like kid in Compton, like they're not given that platform, but at the same time, like some eighteen-year-old like, kid in Compton right now, just living his goddamn life. Do you think anyone gives a shit what he's doing if he's not trying to rap? Yeah, I'm sure. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like to extent, people do, but not on a grand scale to the point where you can make money off. Of right. It. So that's Absolutely. what I'm saying. Like, so these are the type of people and rappers that are like, they, like fuck Drake, but like we're in the bottom, started, in, you know, with nothing. Yeah, Drake, Drake knew exactly what he was doing writing a song about that because he knows that that's <coughs> a, like an avenue that a lot of people take. Like that's something you can easily resonate. Yeah, he was with. Ra- he was writing it for other people, or whoever yeah. wrote it for him was writing it for. Most definitely came from the bottom <laughs> and really knew about you know struggle. Um, right. But that's that. That's what I mean. That's the like that's the coincidence. <laughs> <Said> fuck Drake. <laughs> that's the coincidence though. Is like that people who are respected as good MCs and like real rappers are all from a certain type of background like i said where they need their story heard the only way they can see that happen because they're very creative and they're intelligent people but they're overlooked through you know simple fucking racism and gentrification and shit like no one get cares about them unless they're going to rap or play basketball or do something that is popular that they can get out with and that's the kind of person that i respect you know, you got people like Yachty and Uzi Vert, who, as far as I'm concerned, are not from really rough backgrounds, and started rapping, rapping, I'm using air quotes, as a way <laughs> to just get popular really fast, and they have no respect for the culture or the struggle at all. And I'm not talking as someone who does at, at all, like I just said I'm a suburban white kid, but like it's just some pattern I've noticed. I see where you're Does that from. make sense to you? Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. But, um, yeah. Because people say it all the time. Kendrick put it in damn. Like, fucking Rivero, that guy was like, I think hip-hop's done worse for the the uh, African-American community than gang and, like, violence. That's, that's, like, really debatable, but at the same time... No, it hasn't. Like, that's what I mean. Hip-hop is not a negative thing at all. It's a fucking positive. It's the same thing as literature and poetry. Is anybody going to bash some suburban white kid who is making poems? and they're getting popular fuck no but because the subject matter is a little different but it's because that's what they're used to growing up mm. you know what i mean I'm gonna... because it's a little different it's it's deemed negative because it's not comfortable for somebody who isn't from that ta- that kind of area let me let me end it on something that a wise man by the name of Moses Def once said <laughs> he said you know people always <coughs> ask me you know what do you think of hip hop? You know, how's hip hop doing? And Mos Def said one of the like wisest things I think anyone could ever say that's like in the game, like in their position. He said, "Man, hip hop's gonna be doing however we're doing. If we're gonna be smoked out, hip hop's gonna be smoked out. If we're doing all right, hip hop's gonna be doing all right." He said, "We are hip hop," and I think that's like one of the realest things ever. Cause like whoever the artists are that are like representing like today's like stream of like artists. They're representing what we are. What they say is representing like our time currently and like in our like this like current generation of music and all that, et cetera, et cetera. For sure. So man. I think it is like exactly. It's just a reflection of the culture and whoever and whatever's happening. Like totally is, and it has been since it started. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's all just right. how it's gonna be. 
What's but the next topic? Here's the next topic because we've gotten a little farther, like a little longer. <laughs> it's been than, a stretch. <laughs> then, uh, then we wanted the next topic is now with that concert, right? That we went to, we also saw Slick Rick. All right, the legend man, the legend Slick Rick. Now, does Slick this Rick give the us ruler. now? Now, here's here. I'm gonna be the bad guy. Um, the question is like, do we do we get clout from seeing Slick Rick, <laughs> or did it kind of suck and underwhelm? Okay, okay, right. So here we go. The DJ that <coughs> brought out Slick Rick gets everyone all super hyped up. He's like, yeah, everyone, you know, start chanting Slick Rick, Slick Rick. So <laughs> I'm I'm getting real excited. I'm like, dude, this is gonna be great. Here comes Slick Rick with his eye patch and all of his chains. He's got to be just kicking nothing but like his old school jams. And he like brings him out and he's got this video going on. And the video says like Black Star. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? Is is most deaf and Talib Kweli about to come out right now? Like, what is <laughs> going on? And he like opens up with some song I never heard. No eye patch on. I don't even think he had a single chain on at the point. And he just comes out super underwhelmingly. And the crowd, like, almost died from him coming out. Like, the response just was completely gone and super awkward. But it didn't matter because he started pulling through. And as the show went on, I think, like, he increased, like, progressively the energy. And when you sit there and think about it, Slick Rick's probably, like, 56 years old now. He's around there, that yeah. range. I mean, he's been married for at least twenty years. Like, dude's been rapping. His since fucking the 80s. wife came out. Yeah, handed so him his chains. Quiet. So, like, I don't care what you want to say. Yeah, he didn't have the greatest. He didn't have like the greatest performance. Definitely didn't come out with like the amount of hype that I was expecting to see. Like with a legend like Slick Rick. But at the end of the day, it was still legendary to me, and like he's inspired so many people to rap about the things that they rap about and do it in the styles that they've done like Jay-Z all the greatest have like been inspired and have like talked about it's like Rick for sure so that was special he was like I don't know like the fucking usher of his time or something <laughs> the usher of his time but, uh, yeah yeah absolutely so I yeah I was of the stance that I thought it kind of fucking sucked um now, yeah, like Sam said... What sucked to you, though? And I agree. Like, it, it's great to see a legend, and it's awesome. Hell yeah. But, man, fuck. I don't know. I, like, I want to complain about it as if I paid 30 bucks for the show. Yeah, if um, you're paying only $5 a ticket, then you right. can't complain about So anything. I can't really complain, even though, as a whole, the show was pretty fucking underwhelming. And, like... Like for you Slick said, Rick, you mean? For Slick Rick, right. Okay. Like you said, no, Ghostface, I was sick. And he brought out Sleek Louch, too. Of fucking, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, Locks the, or whatever. The Lokes. name is slipping me. It's L O X. I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't know if it's Locks or Lokes, though. But, uh, but it's fucking. Uh, it's it's like Master P and someone yeah, else. Yeah, Master P, and then who's that other battle rapper? I can't even uh, think of the name right now. He should have been Hearst on this shit. But uh, fuck it. Like, no, it's someone you've heard starts of. with a D. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, hold on. It's, uh, Jadakiss. Jadakiss, yes. Okay, so it's Jadakiss, Styles P, and Sheiklouch, which we saw Sheiklouch. You got to see Sheiklouch. Brought him out out just as a total surprise. It's fucking lit. So that was sick, but Slick Rick, like you said, he only has, like, two or three fucking songs, I know, to be honest. He did, and he played like some really kind of lame ones. And he was, he stopped a lot to try to, like, lecture people, which I'm usually all for. 
but I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of weird. It it was weird, and it's it's kind of weird to sit there and think about like how this dude used to be <coughs> on top, you know, or not even on top, but he was on like a platform that a lot of people that today are looked at and respected as legends looked at him as a legend and it was just weird right. to see him just open up real nonchalantly and yeah he opened up as if he was just some kind of lame like as, as if he was an opener yeah like i don't know <laughs> definitely interesting but um i don't know yeah man slick rick the ruler gotta love him children's story mona lisa those are the only that fucking and then there was another song he did with outcast that was really good the name's slipping me right now but he did that i was excited about it <coughs> Um, either way, so that those are our topics for today. I'm sorry if that's not enough for you. Yeah, this podcast, uh, but this has gone ass. on. This has gone on a bit. Uh, we're like 25 minutes, yeah, and so <laughs> 25 minutes. So we need to cut it off. But we have a, our first episode with a guest. Hopefully, I'm not gonna totally like confirm that, but that's our goal. Um, coming out real soon. I'm gonna cut you off right there. We're absolutely having another guest on the show. Fuck whatever Mark says. We're gonna have a lot of guests. We're gonna have a lot of freestyles. We're gonna have a lot of no. Live I'm saying shit. we're gonna, but I'm just saying for episode one. Like I can't guarantee that there's oh, a yeah. guest. This shit might I not even. One, might not even drop this shit. <laughs> I'm dropping this shit. Okay. <laughs> might not even drop this shit. Fuck so a podcast. regardless, yeah. So um, you know, it's been a pleasure. I hope you you uh, you know if you disagree or agree, and you want to give us any feedback, our Twitter handle handle is uh. At Real Talk HH, uh, feel free to tweet us, DM us, follow us, and uh, we'll be on iTunes and SoundCloud shortly. Yo, hit us up with any questions or any other like. Uh, or if you want to us to talk about, yeah, anything yeah. at all, you know, we might even create some polls if there's interest. What we should talk about, you know, next, what at, what have you? Um, and if your SoundCloud's popping, hit us up too, because you know we're all about featuring the locals. Oh, uh, sorry we don't have a song to feature today, oh, but God. every episode we're going to feature one song that I think is He just opened Pandora's box. Yeah, we just <laughs> <laughs> the floodgates the flood are open. The floodgates are open now. All the All sound SoundCloud rappers are coming at us. <laughs> but, no, uh, but seriously. But deadass, yeah. Yeah. Send us your shit. We're down with it. All right. Um, so, for Real talking Hip Hop, Mark and Buck Jackson. Signing off. You Keep guys have a great night, day. Morning, afternoon. I don't give a shit what you're doing. When yeah. you listen to it. If you're listening, you're important. Thank you. Have a good one.